Cause these streets are getting colder Praying day night and still I keep that heater closer And they ain't trying to end up on a shirt or no a poster Lord have mercy, I'm trying to see tomorrow So I can teach my daughter and son to be a father See ain't nobody perfect, all of us are sinners Forgiving we forget but shit some things are still remembered Daddy never called but know that hatred I surrendered And whether or not he proud I got success on my agenda I did it for my family, I did it with my niggas I did it for the fans, hope I can be remembered All right, it is another week in the books, chapter 35. Mm -hmm. This is them, not us. Uh, Mo, we back in the saddle, man. It feel like we've been gone for a while. Man, bro, we going to cook today. Yeah, it's going to be a good show, man. It's going to be a really, really good show. We're going to hop right into it recently. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on some stuff, Mo, and I know you got some stuff that you want to touch base with me on. Yeah. Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. Not a big sports fan. I got to preface that for the first time. Listen, listen maybe to someone in that. Yeah, you're so, right. You're right. You're right. Mo don't listen. Mo don't watch sports at all. <laughs> he may not know Ja Morant or Jalen Rose or like the people that we're talking mm-hmm. about. So if I got to explain it, y'all just bear with us. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> but uh, Ja Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies, he has been on uh, sabbatical. The lack of a better word hiatus suspension um yeah some stories start floating out about him having an altercation with a 17 year old at a party at his house allegedly uh beat him up allegedly uh had an altercation at the mall with security they was running up on mom dukes he came and squashed it and most recently um flashing the gun on ig at a strip club shirt off out of town Saying it was out of town and not in Memphis is very important because that's the reason that he's facing high criticism and possible suspension because how did you travel? You can't travel with the weapon mm-hmm. on any NBA sanctioned things. Mm-hmm. That's why he's receiving the heat. They want to know how the gun got there if he was in Denver and y'all in Memphis. Um, not being a sports ad, like just deep into it. I'm of course joking. You know who these people are. Yeah. This story was really has been really hot over the last two weeks since we've kind of kind of had technical difficulties. It took a week off. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you did your thing solo. Great job on the mailbag too, by the way. Thank you, sir. What were your takeaways from this job Moran story? Did you realize how popular he was? Definitely, definitely. You knew, um, you knew Ja. Yeah, I knew Ja. Knew Ja. Uh, he was on. I, I don't know if it was the Pivot or I Am Athlete. I hate to pin too. And shots out to both podcasts. It's black man. Um, I think he was on there, one of those two. And then also, I mean, he's killing in the NBA. I've seen numerous of uh, highlights on some of the IG sports pages I follow. Yes, I do follow sport pages on IG. Um, so he's been. He, I mean, every time I see him, he's killing, going crazy like a video game character. So I was familiar with him. Um, initially, when all this stuff was coming out, bro, I was. I, I knew I said boy I, and even on the, the mailbag I alluded to some things and I was like boy I cannot wait to get to the pod but then they dropped a, a interview with Jalen Rose and John Morant and then it started to pull at me and it started to make me start thinking about things a little bit more 
because I, I was on one side of it and the side I was on was like honestly this is some clown type stuff to me it is that's how it felt to me like it, it felt like what are you doing I, 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 I get you're young I get you're trying to figure out but why is this cool what reference point do you have for these things being cool that was where I stood at first I can tell you where I stand now, but what was your initial thoughts? When- I, 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 I want to hear the rest of it. Oh, you would hear the rest. Okay. So, Jalen Rose looks great. He interviews him. Airline is impeccable. Hey, man, I got a guy in my church. He's like 60-something. His hairline is great. Great. Crazy. Yeah. Better than mine. <laughs> you wild. It's black, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but Jalen... He interviews them. I thought it was great as far as they picked the perfect person. Okay. I'm, um, and I think he even did a great job on the questions. He got to the directs. Yeah. However, the responses from Ja was very NBA post game responses. Yeah, buttoned up. I didn't watch it because I figured it would be that way. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, what you kind of buttoned up. Yeah, it, it would have probably been better. Does Jalen still got his podcast, Jalen Jacoby, or, or he, that would have been more of the ideal. But what I took away from, and I'm I really want you to cook here because you're the sports guy. But what I really took away from, I, I got majority of it done. Is nonetheless, he's 23. What it seems like is I was in, I was just caught in, I was just been in a wave of being caught in the moment of the fame, the the money, the you know notoriety being I'm 23 and I think that after all this came and all, you see your name going crazy for the wrong reasons it just clicked where it's like oh it's like you almost woke up out of slumber like oh I didn't realize people really was oh I didn't know that oh I, I just now noticed that and he kept alluding and saying people to know the real job I think now he under he has the wake up call I think there still was some uh, kind of generic you know responses in there like oh i've grown and stuff uh in these past few weeks you can't really rush growth um but i get it it's, it's espn so that's where the interview was held but I, just as so, i put a bow on it well, are you more on his side than you were before or you less i am more side? on the side than i was before and in the beginning you thought that it was some clown shit i definitely wonder where he picked it up from yeah the same guy who questions how Ralph and all of these things are portrayed. No, oh, you, well, I mean, no, I didn't. You qu- wondering where he got this shit from? No, no, no. I'm not wondering where he got from. I'm sorry. That part of the statement is yeah. not wondering where he got got it from. I'm Why he want- feel like he got to do it? That part. Okay, that's that what part. I thought you were trying to. There end. we go. All right. That's a great question. Why do Ja feel like he got to be the nigga to do that? Yeah. His surroundings are one. Like Memphis is a city. Like Memphis will eat you right, alive, bro. Right, you are will. Fine. Like so, yeah. Like I know what it's like in Memphis, and I'm sure as much as athletes stay protected from like just the regular goings ons. Like you got homeboys. They out. They move around. They get to meet people in the city. Mm-hmm. Those people know you, child homeboys. Like it's a lot to go into you hanging out in Memphis and just what rubs off on you 
Mm-hmm. Now, I think part of what he got caught up in and what you're saying with the interview is, oh, I'm Ja Morant. I'm this character. I'm this dude that can take flight. Got these killer dunks. Mm-hmm. We've all gone through the invincible stage yeah. as black men. Yeah. We talk about it with our DUIs and just mm-hmm. different things that have happened to us. Like you go through that invincible stage. We're like, nigga, I can pull this shit off. Mm-hmm. Nigga, can't nobody fuck with me, nigga. I can have the strip. Club. <laughs> I, can be, I can be shirt off in the strip club with the strap out, nigga. Who gonna do something? I'm John Moran. I'm about to turn around, put up forty. How about that? Yeah, I'm, be, I'm gonna be here tonight. I'm gonna put up forty. We are gonna go back to Memphis. <laughs> like I'm gonna do all of this shit, nigga. I'm John. Mm-hmm. But what you fail to realize when you in that moment and probably. As that interview is starting to play out, you see, oh, oh, these niggas like are paying attention to me for real. Mm-hmm. It ain't just the character. It ain't just people rooting for me. It's motherfuckers that are looking for me and they're actually rooting against me. Mm-hmm. They don't like the image that I'm portraying. They don't like none of this shit. The people that I'm putting on for mm-hmm. this liking and hearting the IG shit is great for them. But the reporter, that white man that has no clue about why you're doing this shit, like what we're talking about, oh, I hate that. And the scuttle butt from that just rises and rises and rises. And this is where you get the situation with Ja. I'm not absolving him. I don't know what yeah, happened yeah. in the scenarios without mm-hmm. like it will stick specifically and frame the IG photo. Mm-hmm. Should you be showing a gun on IG in a strip club with your shirt off? No. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. Should that get you suspended from your job and this much backlash from it? I don't think that is appropriate either. No suspension. No. Zero like, days, no games. You're saying zero games. He should he should just go on the next day after flashing a gun and still be able to like no days, bro. Because they said it was an eight well, day suspension, eight games. I suspension. say that I say that in the context of he took time away before the suspension was announced, and I think that was smart. I think for him to jump out in front of it and be like, you know what, let me chill, right. let me like. If, if this is how hot it's finna get for this yeah. I'm finna tell these folk I'm going to rehab I'm finna do whatever it may do Like let me get up out of here mm-hmm. I respect that I don't respect the team coming and feeling like That they have to I'm, I gotta add an eight games Who on here Who do order. you work for sir? The Grizzlies I work for the Memphis Grizzlies Oh, Memphis. Right? And who, My brand who is, is John Moran I work for Nike, Snapple, Poway And I work for okay. all of these people oh, okay. And I've lost money because of that Okay So but- but who is who does the Grizzlies work for? NBA, NBA, the national. Right. <laughs> right. So, so you agree be, with the suspension? Is what you're trying to get? To. It was not. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. Like that's fine. You're doing that. That's fine. I get you're trying to seek help because you really had a you know, uh, you know, epiphany. However, we still have to take those steps from our standpoint because you represent us. I don't care. You did that because you took that break for your own representation. But now, as far as coming in here being a representative of our National Basketball Association, we have to do something. Eight games, I think that was like. Really? I think this goes to my disdain for authority. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew that was coming. I want to add to this. I want to add to this scenario to see what you think. It's kind of the same, but different. Uh, in the same vein as far as sports in the dead end group chat today we were discussing the kid from Alabama have you heard about his situation alright he's from Nashville last name is Miller I think it's Brandon Miller is his name one of the top picks for the NBA he plays for one of the best teams in the NCAA right now one of his teammates got arrested for killing a girl 
He killed the girl because she didn't want to give him his number. Got in the altercation. Her and her man was in the car. He got his strap, shot in the car, hit her in the head. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to shoot this bitch. It was more like I think that he thought that he was going to scare them and shoot in the car and he hit, killed her. He's in jail for murder. Mm -hmm. The kid from Nashville that plays for Alabama still, this guy was on the team too. I don't know the other dude's name. Ain't even got to mention that idiot mm -hmm. for what he done. Mm -hmm. My condolences to that young lady and her mm -hmm. family. But the other guy named Brandon Miller came under fire because there's a text message in his phone from the guy who shot the girl mm -hmm. asking Brandon to bring him his gun that he later used to shoot the girl. Now, he brought the gun, but not purposely, he said. He said he never knew that it was in the car, that the guy stashed it in the car. He said, I was headed there anyway, and I never even read the text message. I was going back to pick him up because I knew he had to be picked up. Mm -hmm. When I got there, he just came to the car, got the gun, and just commenced with the foolishness. Mm -hmm. So, with those in the, that scenario with those circumstances he hasn't been charged with a crime he's playing basketball right now today NCAA no accomplice to murder the, no the other guy or the guy that the had guy it. that killed him is in jail for murder oh, the guy okay. that killed the girl is in jail for murder mm -hmm. the guy whose gu the gun was in his car and they have text messages from mm -hmm. the killer telling the guy hey bring the gun back there's issues up here or whatever the guy who was had the car and had the gun said, I didn't see that text. I didn't know the gun was there. I just happened to be going back up there anyway because I dropped him off there. So they can't charge him with a crime. Okay. There's no crime that they can charge him with. Mm -hmm. Going back to the group chat and what I was about to ask you as far as my problem with authority that I have. The majority of the guys in the chat was like, oh, man, he shouldn't be playing. Alabama handled this horribly. He shouldn't be on the floor. Blase, blase. And I said, guys, the police have came out and said, we can't charge him with a crime because no crime was committed here. The university can't do anything because he's not charged with a crime by the police. Mm -hmm. However, they're telling me, hey, he shouldn't be playing. This is handled horribly. Right. They're going to talk about this the whole time during the tournament. Right. They should just sit him down. Why? Why do we, and just like you were talking about with Jock, do we have this thing as black men as to where we like to see other people disciplined because we know it will happen to us if we were in that scenario? I was asking them, I was saying, guys, they're telling me that this guy wasn't charged with a crime. The university is telling me, hey, what are we supposed to do? However, still, y'all want this black man to suffer these consequences because... Oh, it was wrong over here in this state he would have been charged with this or it just seems wrong it has negative connotation mm -hmm. what makes us different from white people when we hold people to that the same standard that they try to put on us that was a long-winded question to get to the Jalen Rose shit and the same thing but yeah. I want to know what makes you Maurice feel like John Morant should be punished or what makes them feel like Brandon Miller should be punished as black men versus you guys trying to see the familiarity okay well these are totally different spike i like how you, you put it together it's totally that's different, what brother. i do a life yeah <laughs> you do it great too <laughs> but a life was lost so the sentiments that the group chat is having i understand however i agree with you mm. I, I understand 
because when a life is lost, it never seems like it's enough to replace, not even replace, but to substitute for what happened. We need everything involved needs to be justice. So I understand the group chat. However, the truth is the truth and there's no crime to be charged. Um, do I think he should be moving differently? Having a gun, having it in the car, whatever, by any means. He didn't know. He said he didn't know any of that. Now that's he what I'm saying. A good lawyer, but he said he didn't know. Yeah, and 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 that, and that may be true. But going back to Ja, again, there's been too many. It's it's been too many scenarios that because even in the interview he kept saying this is sealed. That was sealed. This is sealed. I can't wait to speak about the truth of the situations. All them situations you were talking about outside of the IG, he kept saying it was sealed. So for me, it's too much rumblings that are going on. I understand because he was just saying, like, that's my mama. I had to pull up. That's my lifeline. I had to make sure she was safe. Oh, at the volleyball game, that's my sister. I had the same thing. I had to pull up, make sure she was safe. I had to get up out of there. That's what Ja was saying. So that's fine. See, However, that ain't, that ain't no, it's not. That's not fine. Though. That that's when Jalen Rose hit that on the head. This is a great point. When you become that dude like Ja, regardless of your stature or who's the oldest, you the breadwinner in the family, so you the leader of the family now. I understand. See, it's different though, Spike, because you're. I maybe understand your mom calling you and saying, hey, come handle this problem, but what are you expecting your millionaire son to come do? Mm -hmm. You're going to get him in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, he he ain't 30 yet. He don't realize what he got to lose. Of course, you call your son something going on at 23, he pulling yeah. up. Straight up. He pulling up. Mm-hmm. Mom Duke's got to do better. She got to call him and be like, hey, John, you need to send somebody down here. You stay at home. You got to be very deliberate in what you're looking for when there's a lot of stuff on the line. Like a lot of times we leave a lot of shit in gray areas and then bad shit happening. Oh, I never meant for that. You called your son for some beef that you had. He's 23 years old. He got access to God knows what. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing that could happen? The best thing that could happen is you maybe get away unscathed and they're scared of the dude. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, like guns come out and my son got to shoot this man or somebody with him shoot him. Mm-hmm. You don't want your son in that situation. So I, I, I get what he's saying. However, the same critique that he's getting goes further than him and to his crew his entourage like i'm always dumbfounded by like there not being anyone around it's like hey bro like you bullshit like what are you doing but you and you're right there there's never the no man you know i mean you always got the yes man nobody's a no man but i think the challenge is bro when you making that transition and you got to think majority of your life has been this way you come into the league and this is not a sports podcast or even really about sports it's more about the the inner workings of a black man a man in general mom hasn't really got with the program of this transition now sister pop whoever's involved even me as 23 all of us are still trying to figure out this transition of having money having respect having an audience so for everybody it's a transition we all was young we talk about invincibility you know so everybody him coming in saying i'm the breadwinner like for you it'd be easy i'm the only child niggas on me Mm. for him if he's not an only child 
it, 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 you have to work through is like if I'm not I and maybe I can clear this up for me I don't know if you got siblings or not but like if I'm not yeah, big bro oh, okay he well, she got a little sister she played basketball too she cold okay um and we can move on but just again just to put a bow on it for me yeah I think that okay we let you ride with all these alleged we let it ride then you get flat out out here with the gun on IG flexing I gotta get you, bro. I gotta tax you. Period. Oh, t- I, after that's what my I don't I don't care that they suspended him. Like that's fine. Yeah. What I do care about is them feeling like they have to pile on, or they have us to feeling what? like that we pile on. Like I, I took the time off, bro. Nah. That's my problem with authority. Why do you gotta swoop down and be like, oh yeah, we suspended him eight games? You are an. This could have been. This could have been a behind closed doors type thing. Like, bro. I've already said that I'm taking the time off to work on it. What makes you guys come out? Well, we're suspending Jai. You are an employee. Okay. So I don't care. I've what taken you're, the time away. No. I've taken the time vacation away. Vacation and suspension is different. You're not going to tell me I'm taking a vacation. I, I no, you're not. Here. You're I suspended. Ain't here. It don't matter. Spike, that's my point, come. though. That's And that's my point with um, authority. Like, why do you need the last word? Why? All we worried about is I'm not going to be do here you or around for? the team. What does that matter? Who it, it matters? Matter? I cut. See, your I'm checks. always focused on the end result. That's fine. We talking about semantics. Now, see, you want to, you, you want to be, you want to be, no, you want to live like a boss, being an employee. No, That's not how it works. You don't want me to be here. Okay, cool. I'm gonna take some time off. Why do you got to go? Well, we suspended him. That's what happened. You didn't take any time domain. off. We are it's a public domain. It's my Spike, ass. I, Spike, you got to get past that, bro. Kiss you're you're a businessman. You know how this works. <laughs> you, you're no, a businessman. Like, you know I how this works. I just think that it's wrong, and I don't agree with it. I get it. Why I is get it them wrong? coming down. Because I already took the time off. You know how, like, what makes it sour for me is all the fake sentiment. Like, I'm really genuine when I'm doing and saying stuff. So if you fuck with me, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies and I'm Ja, respect what I'm saying in taking the time off. Take the little hit. See, what we're dealing with is you not wanting to take the hit. You don't want to be like, oh, well, they didn't do nothing to Ja. You don't want to take that heat. You want to be like, well, see what happens? We got the long arm of the law here in the Grizzlies, so he couldn't just take time off. I got to suspend him for eight games. What does it matter, bro? It's I thought a you business. But I thought that you fucked with We're me. not friends. Dumb-a-rent. I nah, only nah, mess nah. with you on a business bro, level, bro. We're not buddies. Out, they come, they come out talking about we're concerned. Then don't come out and say you're concerned. Don't come out talking about my mental health. All you should come out and say said, is, yeah, we. all you should come out and say is, Yes, we suspended him eight games. If that's the stance that you're going to take, all the other fake bullshit to try to get public sentiment to make it look like you did the right thing, that's my problem with authority. The fakeness behind it. It's cool that you suspend him. It's cool if you don't agree with him. It's cool, like you're saying, if you're an employee and you, like, this is an employee employer relationships. Fine, I get it. I give me my eight games. But if you coming out talking about, oh well. We're here for his mental health. We just want to make sure Jaws all right. We hope he's here for a long time. Then let me take my time off and leave it at that. No, don't put no, no extra sauce on no, it. No, 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 no. Exactly. No, because you don't fuck thing, with. Because you thing, don't fuck with no, me. Oh, you take it too personal. And that's how you you think exactly. in business. No, because you take it. 
Because you can't make business relationships friendships. It's not that. It's like, okay, because he said, him and Adam Silver, he said it went well. He's the owner of the NBA. So he said, hey, it went well. He just said, hey, look. The NBA didn't suspend him. I just want to be clear. The Grizzlies suspended him. Okay, but who gets who the team that he plays? Who gonna give you the pass though? You're making this thing about the NBA and their press. It's not about. I'm I'm specifically you act, speaking. They're not of independent the parties. You act like they they're independent. But but see, what I'm saying is this: I don't think that him getting suspended is wrong. My problem is with the Grizzlies being the one that have the heavy hand. You're saying okay, if they play for the NBA, then let the NBA suspend him then. Don't, don't you guys you do know it because y'all claim that y'all fuck with me. Now let know, them do it. Let no, them put their name on it. You know it's the NBA. Spike, why? You, the you're the Grizzlies, sports guy. The you Grizzlies know. came out and said that they suspended him. Maybe they did get pressure from the NBA. Why don't people stand up? Well, why won't the organization stand up for the team and say, you know what? This is our guy. We standing by him. He took the time off. If y'all want to suspend him, y'all suspend him. Y'all give him the eight games. Like this. I don't independent. see how you on the this other. I don't see how you on the other side of this. Moment. No, because you're acting like I it's an not. independent party. Like, oh, this is the Grizzly. It's like state versus federal. I mean, they, no, it's not, bro. I mean, it's, it's they they, it's they independent franchises. They make their own money. What I'm saying is, I'm not putting my name on it. If I'm the Grizzlies and I fuck with Jock, I don't care if he gets suspended eight Who games and the NBA want to work do. for. That ain't got, bro. You. <laughs> You You're missing it, it, dude. Like hey, if, it, it, if you say, "Hey, we're going to start our own league. We're our own bosses. We do no, it our no. way." But when you already are under an established situation, like a label, like a a, 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 produ- a production company, like a bro, it's their standards. You you can't you don't come right. in and make the rules. And so it's like I work under you. If you want him suspended, then you do it. Don't make me the don't make me this the guy. bad guy. Don't make <laughs> me the guy. bad guy. <laughs> this guy they making the, the Grizzlies the bad guy. It's still the NBA. Nobody buying that, bro. I would if I was y'all. I hold this against them. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all for sending me eight games after I said I was we, taking time we off. We gonna revisit. We gonna revisit a little more of this because I gotta <laughs> learn. I, I see your 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 complex goes all the way up to super corporate, like yeah, national facts, corporate. Facts. One hundred percent. All right. I live in. I'll I'll live in that bias. One hundred percent. I'm here for the everyday up. man. That's, what else did you have for me? What, what would you want to know my thoughts on? Um, Chris Rock, man. Um, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time because we gotta we gotta focus this episode. But um, Chris Rock spoke recently. You know, it came out ironically around the Oscars. Um, rollout, great, great timing. Um, but he just spoke about the Will Smith. It's the selective outrage uh, stand up that came out on Netflix. Have you had a chance to look at it? Speak on it. I don't know if you was with frames per Did second. Did you watch it? No, nah, I just seen the clip. You, you don't fuck with Chris Rock. We, me and you, on the same page with that. Okay. Remember, me and you yeah, was the same. We both was like, we both agree with Will, and we, yeah. me and you, were both on the same page with that. But did you see the clip at all about just kind of his little? Yeah, rant? I seen the clip where he talked about Jade. I tried to watch it live. I just, I'm not a Chris Rock. No, nah, yeah, yeah, we ain't. I ain't going through the whole. Man. Yeah, he made comedy for white people. Which is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not white, so I don't get it. But yeah, um, if he was white, he'd be the biggest comedian. Nah, because he couldn't say nigga, and that's his stick. His whole like, like the reason that he's as big as he is is because he's able to take a black perspective and make it palatable for white people. 
the shit that they think or talk about amongst themselves and he get to add nigga and say nigga so mm. they really love it that's my opinion on it. okay i, I mean that. chris rock is a very successful comedian who am i to judge him um this this just adds to my dislike of him i don't think that he handled it well at all wow. um he called he i hit you in your mouth this will smith for talking about my wife now you double down on your little special talking about you're not taking my calls after I called to apologize and you call my wife a bitch in front of all of these people doubling yeah. down on yeah. yeah he did he called her a bitch several times did you see the clip of that no 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 he called Will that several times he called Jada a bitch too but he ain't did with the several when he kept going he was talking oh, about okay. how everybody was saying yeah. Will Smith is a you know, every, he was saying how every, he he low key steered around it and saying every this yeah. media is calling that that media is calling that. So he kind of right, got around right, right. that. Yeah. So what I dislike about it is, what do you expect the next step to be if you Chris Rock? Like it didn't seem like as I heard somebody else say this, and I won't act like this is an original thought. None of that seemed like it was finished. It seemed like he was still dealing with it. He wasn't over it. But for the bag, I'm going to rush through it. I'm going to get this Netflix money and I'm going to talk about it if I'm uncomfortable or not. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem comfortable and it didn't seem thought out. Because, yeah, you've admitted that Will can whoop your ass. He a big nigga and you little or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But am I supposed to dismiss this if I'm Will because this is like your job? You were doing your job at the Oscars. You thought you were being funny and you got hit in your mouth. Now you out here, you trying to be funny some more. You calling me a bitch. You calling my wife a bitch. You, you, for lack of a better word, just like you putting me in a position to got to kick your ass again. So like, what were you, Chris Rock, expecting? It wasn't funny. It didn't even sound like he was trying to be funny. It sounded like he was trying to get it off his chest. Nigga, go to therapy. I don't want to hear nah, this we ain't as gonna a do that. Dave Chappelle be getting that off too. Come on. Like, personally? Like, like who he, who who have you who have you heard him take personal shots at? It ain't, per, it ain't personal shots because he. That's my point. Then that's but, all but, I'm no, talking No, no, no. But what I'm because saying is, you put he, Will Smith he goes in a position, on his ranch, though. That's fine. He not being personal with people. That's why Dave is so brilliant and why I don't like Chris Rock. Don't put me, Will Smith, in a position now. Now I got to do something else to you mm-hmm. because you obviously didn't get it. You still talking about my wife? You done drug me into it. And you're just trying to be funny, and it's not even funny. Like, nah. Nah, you missing something. I, I feel you missing it. What am I missing? I am not a Chris Rock fan. Like, let me mm-hmm. let me preface it that way. Here's what you're missing. I, I kept quiet. I let it marinate. I ain't press charges. I ain't did nothing. Like, I kept it real, real nigga. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm keeping it real as far as, like, I already know as much as I ain't like you. You embarrassed me. You did that in front of all these white people and black people. But I'm going to hold it down. I waited a year. Here's a year. I'm going to get this off around the Oscars. Now I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to use it as content. You, Spike, are huge about people. I'm doing my job. I don't know how many times I've heard you say, hey, bro, don't come at me. I'm doing my job. This is my job. So with that being said, him coming off, yeah, it wasn't funny. Not for us. But I still think that he spoke a little bit about, I thought it was really interesting saying, hey, Jada, you do an interview with your husband on live television, sharing that you now August out August out see this not Jada Smith's friend. He kept saying you slept with your son's friend. That's not his friend, but it is that, his friend. That's that, how that was. Meant. 
but but that was a good way to flip it. But nonetheless, is that what Chris Rock kept saying? Yeah, he kept saying you you. He said you did this. You spoke on live television telling the whole world that he ain't he ain't shit. Like he ain't nothing. You did this. You put your man on camera having the conversation about you cheating on him. And and the interesting thing I thought that Chris Rock said was, and a lot of us go there. It's that buildup that we have as black men. We compartmentalize so much. And then when it's finally, it's too much to uh, put in a, a, a hallway of our thoughts and it starts to blow that door open. Whoever's the last person that speaks or touches up or triggers us, they're going to get the worst end of the stick, so to speak, shooting the messenger. And he said, basically, in that moment, I was the messenger. Sure. Yeah, you didn't like how I spoke before. You didn't like that. These jokes, whatever. Okay, cool. You got that off. But it's like Charlemagne when he we said about Birdman. He's like, what about Rick Ross? Rick Ross was speaking about you in this way. He said, why well, pull up on the radio guy? I'm pulling up on you, nigga. That's what Birdman was because that compartmentalizing, it, it finally blew over. And it's like, whoever's the next person to say it, you're getting clapped. So I feel like in that moment, I, I feel like there was some truth to what Chris Rock was saying in regards to, okay, you knew you can get over on me. You got it off. And I still think Will was in his right. I'm not taking that away. Uh, but why double down? I, why go? Why, why go he, through the whole thing? Again? Why? What do you mean double down? He didn't double down. This is the first time he made a joke. Well, Will the first clap. time he got smacked. Okay, he got smacked. Now you're doubling down on the well, after now, being smacked. But I'm talking about you now. I'm not. It's not. It's not even you, about you. Talking wife. about I'm Will. Ta- yeah, I'm, no, I'm talking oh, about you, Will okay. now. No, I'm saying yeah. Chris is talking about Will now. The joke was in the original last year about Jada. I'm talking about Will now. Mm-hmm. This this whole bit right here is about Will. I'm talking about you, nigga. Like I'm not talking no more. I'm not. Yeah, she was in the joke, but I'm talking about you now. Cause I didn't press charges. I didn't go on this big. I'm hurt. I I'm I, I I've gone through. I didn't do none yeah, of those but, things. But what did you do though? What, do you what did you do? Like I, I, I did what like, a comedian does. If a rapper gets that, I'm going to make that, a track. Yeah, but now it's still out there, and that's the dangerous thing that we always talk about with beef and rap. Like yeah. as adults, as grown men, grown black men, like we're talking about and trying to elevate conversations. You need to come up with a resolution if you're gonna keep addressing this with me. Like you can't, you can't talk about my wife. I've showed you what happens when you talk about my wife. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack the shit out of you. Now you up here talking about my wife again on your special without a resolution. He told us, oh, I didn't, I didn't talk to Will. Like it is what it is. Like now the next time I see you, what do you think's gonna happen? And then nothing's like, gonna it, happen. It would have been cool. It would have been cool for him to say that. If he was a big enough man to be like, and I'm putting a lot on Chris Rock here, fuck. It. If he was a big enough man, if Will called him to answer the phone, tell him that, like, you a bitch ass nigga, you just did that because such and such. And let's talk through all of that. Let's get to the end of that. And let's come with a resolution as to, all right, I let you know how I felt about it. I'm going to talk about this in my show, in my special. Spike Lee. I'm going to bring it up just like this. <laughs> Somebody cla- and, and look and look, I'm gonna put that in your face beforehand, nigga. Do you have a problem with this, Will Smith? If you do, let's handle it right now. We can go in the square up because I'm gonna use it in my special. Like you said, I'm doing my job. I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Ah, now, nah, Chris, I get it, man. You got to talk about it. I ain't got no problem with it. I'm signing off on it. Cool. Go on about your special. Let us know at the end. Me and Will talk. Whoop the woods over. Boom. Resolution to it. 
Mm. Now people are gonna keep edging it on, keep pushing it on, still ask questions about it. You're never gonna leave this behind if you keep addressing it, leaving it open-ended like it's some joke. You keep playing with it like a comedian would play with it and you saw what happened last time. Will's not a comedian, bro. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna beat you up like every time, my nigga. Quit again. playing. It's not gonna happen again, though. That's just because Will Smith being a bigger man. But if, but, if Will Smith bro, and Chris Rock, if Spike Lou got, if you got clocked, every time he seen him, somebody stole on you, bro. Ain't no phone calls, bro. Somebody stole on you live. You're a great host. You you be you be over there with the with the hip hop guys. You, y'all do y'all thizzle with the with the frames per second. You be there. You're in front of the Oscars. You got you got a you got a tuxedo on. You getting your jokes off. You you're not just pandering to one person. You talk about everybody, but then this one person take it personal. They come up there and they clock you, bro. Ain't you and you you embarrass me publicly. You clocked me, got got it off. Still got your award. And there's so many memes. So not only do I got to live the moment over, I got to get all these comments. I got to get all these reposts. I got to get so many. Th- I got these people asking me, how did that feel? Bro, ain't no, oh, I'm about to handle it behind the scenes. Nah, bro. You're going to get these At jokes. At least answer my call to see what I need, what you need. Man. Like, I just feel like we're too grown. We're too much of adults. We're too successful if we Chris Rock and Will Smith for you to be avoid my phone calls. Then go talk about this shit on stage. Like, what do you think is going to happen next? You think we're just going to leave it at that? That's, that's like, it. is that, do, that's it. if you were Chris Rock, you would think that's the end of it? That's it. That is the end of it. Shit. I got you goons. Know, you ain't, you ain't, you'll never pull up again like that, bro. Chris I got Rock, goons. He, you ain't never going to. You Chris ain't Rock never ain't got more money than like we, it, we but, taking but it, it real street and they not gonna get tickets because they movie it ain't stars. Be, it ain't but I say some real ghetto shit. Chris Rock ain't got more money than Will Smith. He ain't got more so money, it, but you're not to gonna that, like fuck your goons. My goons can beat your goons up, but it ain't gonna get to that. So we we just that's you know what I'm saying. I like bro, it ain't gonna even like Will gonna have to take that because he still as much as you didn't like it. If this was a, a rap battle. It still was like, but everybody called you a B. Everybody ca- called you a less than a man. what everybody did. I'm talking about you. Okay, that's, that's fine. Thing. I, ain't all, yes. I ain't talking about what that's, everybody else did. That's fine, me but you, you got yours off. But you already got me, bro. You got me. You gonna get he it said, again. yeah, that hurt. Yeah, you got me. And you going to get it again for playing. Man, that's what I don't understand. Ain't. I never get niggas to double down. Like, what are, you, what are you doubling down about, bro? You got the shit smacked out it of you. ain't doubling down because the focus was different. You he, still he, playing? Yeah, you still right. playing around, bro. Like you still playing around. I, I don't get why that man feel like he had to put on all white, go up there, be this loud, boisterous self, how don't you, and still how do, talk how about. If I'm Will Smith, you still talking about my wife? It's, what part you, did you, you not get when I on, smacked you bro, in your mouth? Bro? We're talking ten percent Jada, bro. You putting way too much stock oh, on the Jada. It, that's where it starts and finishes. At, if I'm Will Smith, like I feel like that's my maybe why I'm not married. Like I'm going to the extreme, bro. Like that's. Also, sometimes why I try to be as laid back as I am, because I don't want to get mad and not know why I'll take it to. Well, see, I'm with but you. But I'm not that, stopping. I'm, I'm not I'm, stopping, bro. So, like, but, if you continue in this, I, that's but, the but you got money that I'm see, you, from. See, but 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 that's the thing. You now see that's what I'm saying. You saying that like I'm with you because I got situations right now. It's like I can't trust myself because I don't know how yeah. I'm gonna react. So I'm totally with you on that. But when we talk about you having some money and really got a, a a legacy established, and even now your kids are carving out more on that. It's not so. I'm. I don't care where it go. I'm about to. I'm. A, it ain't. It ain't gonna be that. It's just like you know what? All right, I'll find my way. I'm gonna be petty. I'm gonna find a way. When the time comes, I'm gonna get you in a whole another way. Everything ain't gonna be a physical altercation. 
Oh, that's what I'm saying. It ain't even got to be physical, but it goes on. Like, why we got to have its ongoing feud, bro? I smacked the shit out of you because you were talking about I my ain't wife. I it there, bro. Somebody smack you. Leave you, it that you gonna, somebody smack no, you. You're going to leave if it If you there. ain't leaving it there, then uh, when I turn my back on you, you jump and run and hit me, or let's square up and go on and have a, a fair one. But yeah. don't go talking about me, about uh, my wife or nothing now, like don't that. Tell me, don't, but you can't tell nobody how to fight back. You can't tell nobody how to fight back. If somebody smack you on stage, I can't, but, I, but you can't tell me it's over after that either. Because now you just up to the level. Okay, now, now you're, you're right. Up to the level because you're still talking about that's my fair. wife after I told you, nigga. Yeah. I told like that's one of them like, like my, you probably yeah. do with your daughter. I told I told you. How many times <laughs> do I gotta tell you, nigga? Now I'll now I'm like, with you on that. I'm with you on that. Man. But if somebody if you're a podcaster and somebody slap you on public stage, are you not mm. gonna come to your podcast? You talk about Joe Rogan, you're not gonna speak to you know somebody on the on your on your platform if that's what you are your podcaster tell me what you mean like if somebody you, you fresh like, off you fresh you, off you, you smack right you talk about let's just say last weekend you got smacked and like everybody's reposting it i mean we talking yeah. you're going viral <laughs> then you come to your podcast that's your normal release day of fridays yeah. you're not going to use your platform to start you know getting it off no nah. I mean, like, unless, unless it was like, I feel like I got to explain something. But if I just got smacked, like, like, That's what cow. am I bringing it? What That's am I bringing it here for, though, bro? Did I get smacked on the podcast? No, you got smacked live where everybody. Oh, so we finna handle it. We finna handle it right there live. The resolution is gonna come then. Ain't no, <laughs> I gotta go talk about it on the podcast. We finna figure this out now. Oh, the nigga God. feel like he had to smack me, then we can go in and figure this out right now. Like we ain't gotta go nowhere else. <laughs> I ain't gotta talk about it later. Ain't no calling Tony Rock or the police. We can figure this out right <laughs> now. You Tony might Rock my, is crazy. Yeah, you might whoop my ass or whatever it may be. But we gonna come to a resolution now. Ain't ain't no. Oh, I'm gonna go get this steam off on my part, man. Fuck that. We finna figure this out right now. <laughs> and which what I feel like was Roxanne did, bro. Like, man, this man fifty plus. Give him some credit, bro. They both fifty plus. Like ain't I mean, nobody ready too to fight this. Yeah, that it's. All right, I mean, I'm I'm tired already, and I I'm about to be thirty three. Like, come on, that's a fact. Yeah, what it hit different too, man. That, that, that's Boys, you see what I'm saying? So you talk about we better <laughs> scrap it out now. Like, bro, three minutes, you are dog out of breath. Where's you my wind going up the steps? Right. Like, Give me the inhaler. <laughs> Add another step to these steps. Shit. Boy. Yeah, man, that was good. Good thoughts of the yeah. week, man. That's how we're gonna start our podcast off from here on out. You tune into AWITB. That's another week in the books. Mm-hmm. I am Spike Lou. Mo, what up? What up? We here, man. That's what we do. Straight up. We here. That's what we do. Thoughts of the week, Mo. What you have? What else did you have for the week, man? Um We kinda late on this Michael B. Jordan thing. You still want to hit on it? I can let him I don't mind it. Oh, you you, you, you I don't mind it. Don't okay. Mind. My man is ready to hey, this man ready to pod, man. I love this dude. All right. So <laughs> interviewer. I think it was L'Oreal. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was L'Oreal. Okay, she's a friend of Angela Yee. I used to listen to her podcast, Beauty and the Beast, uh, mm-hmm. or Beauty and the Beat, or whatever. Her and um, uh, what's the, I forgot the dude name that was on Brilliant Idiots with the Dreads, but uh, I used to listen to the podcast. Just got too ratchet for me. Wax. But oh, she wax. had a podcast with Wax. They still got. What it. happened to Wax? Damn, I ain't they still that. they still got the pod. And they used to come to. I stopped listening to Brilliant Idiots, but go ahead. Yeah, but but why you stop listening to them on a brief? Uh, they just they lost the they didn't they didn't get to the point quick enough. I don't want to say I tell you offline, but it's just okay. 
It was a reoccurring theme that just kept coming up that I didn't like. like come mm, on, bro. I gotta every hear this. Week, yeah, you gotta text every me or week. Something. I gotta hear this. this. Yeah. yeah, I gotta hear this. Uh, but so L'Oreal, the interviewer, uh, she spoke to Michael B. Jordan about the new Creed movie, but he remembered her uh, calling him corny back then. What's your thought? What are your thoughts about this, man? This is gross. And I wish we had we I wish we had got to talk about this before people to probably listen to the JBP and listen to this as well. Mm. Uh cuz I have similar thoughts as Joe surprisingly. Like how lame do you got to be to hold it in to call out somebody that called you lame in high school after your multi-million dollar success story. Bro, I done been in probably the biggest black movie ever like i'm a marvel villain i got a whole like what's up auntie like i got all of that out here in the stratosphere but somehow i remember that some chick in high school called me lame and oh oh here's the chick right here on the wet carpet oh let me look at you really dumb like and give you this dumb look and intimidate you (laughs) Let me give you this dumb look and intimidate you and remind you that you call me lame. Yeah, because that makes me feel good. You thought I was lame before. How lame am I now? Super lame, nigga. Like, what are you doing? It's not anything. <laughs> like, bro, I ain't never had no problem with Michael B. Jordan. They they had they try to put him on the white women. They try to do all. They try to slander his name out here in these streets. And I never had acting credibility. I never had a problem with him until this moment. This was the lamest shit in the world. Not it was, it was and, not. and I, I may I may have given him a little flack if it was a dude. If he remembered the nigga that was saying that about him, like, yeah, what's up, my nigga? You see me now, right? You you need nah. a job? You need a job, my boy. Ha, ha, okay, has anybody <laughs> ever counted you out? Job, my boy. Ever, ever, all the and, time, all the time, all the time. And okay. I could give two fucks about those people. Okay. Now, tomorrow, yesterday. All right. Like let, me, let me let me speak for the people that have feelings because okay. spike get, you get clearly <laughs> yeah because you got it you got a you have a great skill of compartmentalizing of so mm-hmm. let me speak to the people that that were maybe word on the sleeve or where kind of they keep it on on on, on hand mm-hmm. no that doesn't make him look lame because he you say oh he's been intimidating no he wasn't he kind of laughed it off. He was like, "Oh, you was the one, right? Right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you was the one." It's like, "I, nah, 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 you was all right." And then he moved on and, and continued that's the pass, interview. That's passive aggressive, bro. Okay, but 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 he wasn't but he wasn't intimidating. You saying that's like intimidating? That's an intimidating tactic. No, passive Being is passive. not intimidating, bro. Being passive aggressive is intimidating. No, passive, especially from someone, especially from someone who holds more power than you. Holds that's the whole power. thing about yes. He an icon in the goddamn industry. This nigga's a multi-million dollar nigga directed Creed. Man, look, just bro, box but, but, office records. She interviewing people on the red carpet. Why do you care what she thought about you 10 years ago? Because, bro, don't you hear rappers like, oh, teachers told me I'd never be. Oh, my mama told me I'd never lying. be. Oh, these them niggas is lying. Okay, them but niggas, niggas eat that up, though, don't they? They eat it up like, yeah, they did tell me I wasn't going to be. Yeah, DJ Khaled, they said I wouldn't. He put God. DJ Khaled brought God into it. Whatever God he talking about. Oh, God. T- Bro, they told me I'd never be. People eat that up. People That's fine, really. Bro. But but like I tried to use that as motivation, but I'm not gonna call you out on. It. Nah, like, why would I call? But you we don't out? know the level of how she was dogging though. It don't matter. Like I'm giving you justification now, bro. Nah. 
You, now, now you know that that shit been on my mind. Now nah, you know that I, I thought about yeah, what yep, you said you, in yeah. 10th grade. Yeah, I'm I, Michael I, B. Jordan. I'm, yeah. I fucked Lori Harvey, but, allegedly. Okay, I got yeah. bad bitches all around me. Why oh, do I care what some bitch said about me in 10th grade? Because she acting like it's all good. It's not all it good. It is. No, it's I'm not. Great. Nah, yes, nah. Smart no, 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 you need a job. Nah, I she like was, your podcast. You want to work for me? Nah. Come on. Nah. <laughs> she, how, she was riding the energy. Nah, bro. That's she big was riding, dog energy. She right was there. Riding, that's how you reprimand that nah, shit. Nah, bro. She was riding the wave like, oh, we good. Like she's like, oh, we go way back. Nah, we cool. ain't nah. Nah, nah, cool. nah. No. Yeah. We're not riding the bro. wave like, oh yeah, it was all good. Nah, like you said I was laid back in there. Oh, okay. And we're gonna move on. But I'm nah, bro. Like quit like no. Like cause what do you gain from that? Nigga make me feel better. It makes me feel better. That's that's what makes it like. That's what makes it like. No, it's not. How you think it's it made something, her feel? How, how you think it made her feel? What does that matter to me? How did you think it made me a feel lot. when you said that? Back then, twenty yeah. years ago. Ten, Why does that matter? Why does that? No, 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 no. no. Is, see, see, no. You move so, the goalposts. Okay, we going somewhere goal here, post. though. No. Okay, because you said back then, how did that make you feel? How did it make me feel? Now today, you're saying, oh, oh, my feelings don't matter now because we are no, both no, no. are in a different place. Well, well, what's wrong with you that you still dealing with feelings and you're more tired? Like you've reached all of these levels of success. Oh, I'm not right? human now because success covers my 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 feelings. You can't be human, but how is this the action that you want to take through all the trials and tribulations that you've been through? I got to get this off on this chick on the red carpet. She just here, go back to my phrase, like you said, she just here doing her job, bro. Uh, okay, but 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 I just here but, doing my job. Now see, you mad because I called you lame in high school? No, how does on. that sound? Because here's because if you would just ask me about the Creed movie and kept it there, cool. But you tried to play like she said we, we go good. way back. You went into yeah, you went industry. Oh, you want to go industry? I'm gonna go all the way left and go personal. Oh, oh, you call me lame? That's lame. Nah, it ain't, bro. It ain't though. Like, nah, that's I lame. need you to know because that's real. He that's kept it real. Of... She was keeping it fake. Like you, we <laughs> go back since high school, and you're sitting here telling me, oh we, yeah, we go way back and stuff. Like you act like it's all good. Oh, so we going way back since you remembered that way. Let me just speak to this real quick, okay? And let's move on. He didn't stay there long. He kept it real light, bro. You acting like he stopped and said, "Hey, everybody was, in the audience on, on the red bro, carpet." It was on the red carpet at the premiere of a movie that you directed in bro. front of cameras. Nah, bro. Like, I, like I'm not. I don't have any problem with what you're saying. I'm human. People have feelings. I get that. I totally understand that. My problem was the delivery. You don't work as hard as he's worked to put yourself in positions that he's put himself in to address stuff like that in front of all of those people because it makes you look small. It makes you look small. Go back and watch. You gotta go back and watch the video. I seen it. It makes you look small to deal with someone L'Oreal or whatever her name is that does a podcast. I just directed my first blockbuster film and I remember this shit and I want to dress it on the red carpet. We address it when the camera's off after the interview. That's cool. We can joke about, oh, you remember you? Yeah, I ain't forget that. But why do I got to put you on the spot right there while you're doing your job? Even if she did call him lame in high school, that was in high school. It wasn't in front of all of those cameras. It wasn't in front of all of those people. It wasn't a detriment to his career, obviously. Now he's in the position to be a detriment to her career. He's going to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to make her look like an asshole. I'm going to embarrass her, possibly have her lose her job because I make her look stupid on the red carpet. I'm going to do all of that because in high school, she said I look lame. Come on, bro. That ain't what we talking about. That ain't elevating conversations and being bigger. That ain't, that ain't what being a black man all about, bro. <laughs> yeah. That ain't it. 
Man, I need to get a see, shirt. You ain't, cause you ain't that's never, a great you shirt. Ain't, that ain't what being a black man nah, is all cause about. Cause you, that's you, it. You don't that's know like, what it's like to nutshell, be in that position. That's it, bro. But you I, and that's what, fine. That's, People have called me lame before. Like, I've been in that position. Like, but, I ain't but, been but, a cool but, but, nigga forever. Yeah, you kind of have, though. I've, I've still been called out. Like, even No, no, somebody could call you. Somebody right, so might even if I was with the cool people, I may not have been the coolest person in the clique. That's like, fine. Everybody get jokes on. Everybody get jokes yeah. sometimes. But 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 and, Spike, your your gauge for it, it, it it's so, so different. And and like and I I was I was listening to our episode. I think it was Good Earners. Uh, and I respected where you were coming from because you was like, I mean, that's my experience. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? He can't do nothing about that. That was his experience. That's I. I didn't ask to be cool or try to put on. I just happened to be one of them them dudes. I'm one of them dudes. That's how my life was. So I, I and so I understand that. And somebody could call you lame, but it don't hold a lot of merit in your book because it's like, yeah, but look who I'm around. Look at what I'm getting accomplished. Look what I'm doing. You're saying that, but we still gotta, people. We still got I, feelings, Mo. It don't matter none of that. Matter, okay, right? but, still, but what I'm saying it still is, hurt my feelings as a 16 year old Lou. I still went home and thought about it and cried. Okay. Like <laughs> Spike Lou never cried. Don't ever try. <laughs> definitely, definitely Spike had Lou some cry baby moments. Crazy, bro. It, if you, if I was, <laughs> let's say you and I like, I come down there, me yeah. and you meet in Indianapolis for the first time in the weekend, yeah. right? Stop by before we do a photo shoot. Let's grab a quick bite to eat. We go to McDonald's. Chick at the register. Used to call you lame in high school. <laughs> You're a successful podcaster now. You got a, you live in Florida, got a family. This fat bitch up here ringing up Mc, McDoubles. Stressed. You going to go out of your way to call her lame? Does hey, Maurice. Reckon? No. Hey, Maurice. Okay. Hey, I seen your podcast the other day. I liked it. That's really cool. Oh yeah, I'm gonna call you out. Yeah, that's crazy. If 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 you acknowledge that way, bro, she already working at McDonald's. What do you need? Like life, life is. I'm not. I'm I'm not even saying that I'm gonna go like because again, I think you're. I'm not even. I think you're gassing. I think you're gassing the response. Like his response wasn't even like was bad, bro. No, it's bad. That's lame as shit. Nah, like it It fits everything. That was lame as shit. Nah, like the nigga took a little stance, looked her up and down and shit. Like, bro, what are you doing? Nah, you Michael B. Fucking Jordan. He laughed it off, bro. Like that was a that was a because if if this chick at McDonald's, she was was like, oh yeah, my my response would be like, oh you remember me? Oh okay, yeah, yeah, Maurice, I remember you. I'll left it. I'll leave it there. That was that would be my dish. And what if she's like, I really like your podcast. It was pretty cool. I like, listened oh, to it. Oh, okay. And you leaving it at that. But but she's my like, thing is, oh, you remember me? That yeah. would be my response. And what if she don't even remember? She's like, yeah, I remember you. No, she said Maurice, so she knows yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, so, so you, you just trying from, to be picked? You remember me from high school? She's like, right. oh yeah, I remember you. Okay, because I'm already mentally, oh yeah, you call me lame, you call me uncool, you oh, say I ain't fit in. Or, oh, oh, so that's my diss right there. Got it. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. why Michael. Jo- that's why Michael B. Jordan is lame. Because you yourself just said you wouldn't even do it with the McDonald's bitch. But this nigga is Michael I, B. I, I would, I would do the, I, look, I gotta go through okay. all of the semantics. Like you said, you're avoiding being lame. You no, avoiding no. going into the oh oh you remember me oh no, you no. call me lame. You stop that. See you here's here's what you remember. But, but there's you didn't pre- go into your lame. You ain't hit her with no look. All you eat is knowledge. Ah, oh, you remember who I am. Take that for however you want to. That's because you're not lame, Maurice. He's lame. He don't know how to handle that. He had to go into the 
dumbass, like gangster looking. Look her up and oh, down. Man. And this like, guy's gay. Y'all chuckle. go. You gassing, bro. <laughs> you do gassing. that? Did he not do that? No. He laughed it off like, oh, you don't, yeah, oh, you, don't you don't, you don't remember. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, but the Creed movie is you're, you're gassing it, bro. Like he didn't do all that. that. He just kind of put it like, oh, no, nah, I was, I was, she tried to kind of backpedal out of it, but it's like, she should have said, nigga, you was lame as hell in high school. That's what she should have doubled down. <laughs> she could have, she could have doubled down. Hey, would have broke his oh, goddamn face. He, he wouldn't have knew what to do because he's still cold. lame. That would have been cool though. Lame. She came back with little, the, yeah, you still lame, but you look this little movie, nigga. Your little director, but she, movie, I mean, she fuck, couldn't really call him lame because he kind of that guy. Like he's in Wakanda. This man is in shape. He's a like sex. I was symbol. saying earlier, she should have stood on her shit. Man, I nigga, I seen these pictures and shit, nigga. You lame as fuck, still, nigga. Fuck <laughs> you. She should have hit him with that. Well, I'd have listened to L'Oreal podcast. The oh, next bro, I would have been a subscriber. I'd have been tapped in. Like, oh, she real, <laughs> bro. You right though. She did that, dog. Right. I would be like, yeah, like she had to step back, just like met him with that same energy. Like, nigga, you in his lane? He wouldn't have knew. Man, he wouldn't have knew what to say. Which they, is the reason bro, why you don't even do let's that. Let's be you clear. Know. It would have never made it to video. Nah, that wouldn't even came out. Yeah, you wouldn't even hearing this. Yeah, yeah bro. Right. That's a good point. Oh, That's my gosh, bro. Point, she doubled man. down. I would have cried. She just doubled down on his ass, man. That would have oh, got her up man. out of there. Yeah, would have had it, man. Oh, man. Those were some good conversations, man. One of the other ones, I'll stick with my thoughts. We can get it right into the topics. Yeah. We want to talk about a pretty serious topic this week. Yeah, man. Since yeah. we got the, the light stuff off, Mo. Tell us about the topic, how you came up with it. Man, we're talking about racism this week, man. Um, it's uh, we, It's been something we've been alluding to for many, many weeks. Um, a lot of things. Uh, I spoke to Dan. Not not recently, again? but no, not not again. Not not just, I mean, him, me and him will we'll periodically text like maybe some some songs or whatever, some podcasts or whatever, but not not Y'all the same age. So that makes sense. 32. I thought he was. I was a little older. I don't remember. I Sorry, Dan, if I don't remember your age, bro. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's in his thirties. I know somewhere in there. But um, I know when me and him spoke, he 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 had just was like, I I don't want to be like kind of like the white apologist, and I respected that totally. Like just like I gotta represent all white people, and and then his experience is different. He has a different connection with black people and black culture, um, but. Moving past Dan, mm-hmm. just in general, we have alluded to, you know, white privilege, uh, some of the black disadvantages, some of the things in our experience. And I was like, you know what? We need to have this conversation mm-hmm. uh, for some. Of our, I don't know who our listeners are that are white or Hispanic or Chinese or whoever, but we need to have this conversation because I, I ain't going, you know, hey, we cover the whole map. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, with that being said, Spike. I want to ask just to get into the subject of racism. What made you think about this subject? Did something happen? What you just were thinking about based off our previous conversations? Um, it's previous conversations, but it's it's just observations. Mm-hmm. I spoke about on uh one of our last episodes, just like uh the demeanor of. Now let me let me give you. I'm gonna give y'all something here real quick. I know we we're gonna be long winded, but look, we ain't potted in a while. A gentleman at my job brought his dogs, little dogs. He's a salesman. He brought his dogs. Our boss wasn't there, nor his sister, which is 
like HR, some somewhere in that, that realm. He's the president, she's the CEO, whatever. He brought his dogs, took him to his office. Dogs are barking, acting crazy. The, another lady that I work with is like, oh, your dogs are bad. You don't have good dogs like that. But in my mind, I'm immediately thinking, let me have brought dogs to work. He takes his dogs to the, his, his office, door open, not closed. They're barking. He's sitting like, hey, didn't I tell you to get in? Sit down. Get in there. He ain't closed his door or nothing. Did he They're know talking. the boss wasn't going to be there? I have no idea, bro. Before that, another Has worker. anybody else ever brought dogs? No, but another co-worker of mine brought their child or their grandchild. Working with them for a few hours. They're on their tablet doing what they're doing. I could not help the fact of thinking if they were black, you would look at things really funny. I haven't proven this. I haven't tried this theory out, but I know there's going to be some exceptions to the rule. So when I seen those dogs come, bro, I was so pissed. Like they were looking at me like I wasn't laughing nothing, bro. They was like, oh, he's cute. Like, oh, they're pet. I was looking at them crazy. Like, y'all lucky I got 15 minutes left on my shift. Because why, why did it make you that mad? Because this is this is this is a place. This is business, bro. Okay. You're bringing your dogs. Either one, you how? Got pets? You ain't got no pets. No, I have no pets. You don't fuck with dogs, huh? No, I'm I'm, 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 I'm give me a dog. I want a I want a lazy dog, an old lazy dog that's gonna ride with me. He gonna, he gonna be a chill vibe. Dog. He gonna be old and lazy. Yeah, he gonna be old lazy. Like he gonna be on my vibe. Old old but young, and we gonna chill out. We gonna you know eat some that's popcorn cool. or eat some dog food. We gonna chill out. Uh, but what bothered me is, you know, y'all y'all just have, and I'm talking about Caucasians. Some most of y'all have this complex of like we talk about invincibility. What can you do to me? What yes. you gonna do to me? There's no way they, they you can't even fathom things going wrong. And then when you do fathom things going wrong, it's not on the same scale. You don't think you can lose your life. Black people, I told y'all, we cross the road like we could get hit. We do everything like this could be the end. Everything black people do, we do like this could be the end. They do it like I'll get another chance. My yeah, my dad will take care of it. My, you know who my dad is, bro. He'll have your ass. <laughs> so with that being said, have so it you? Ex- dog, it was the dog incident. That was like the last straw. Yeah, last straw for sure. It's like you bring your dogs to an actual business, a professional establishment. It's crazy, That's dog crazy have you had an experience in real life of racism a lot of us black people i'm not gonna say all of us but a lot of us have had like we haven't have those experiences on a bold standpoint more like a subtle until we look back and be like oh that was racist but have you had one where it was bold where you realize like oh wow you really you really like this Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had guns put on us by the police before. 
accused of sneaking in the movies. We really were sneaking in the movies, but I mean, they didn't know that other than us being black. <laughs> Dang, they were going to shoot y'all for sneaking in the movies. We was in the back. We was parked behind the movie theater and they came to the car, wanted to know what we was doing in the car, walked up to the car, guns drawn. That was one scenario. But one that was a lot less overt that I think about often that I didn't even pick up on in the moment. It was in um, high school. And before we went, I went to Overton. Before we went there, we took, went and took this tour of the school with the eighth grade class, I think. Okay, the eighth yeah, grade yeah. class. We were in the eighth grade and we went to the high school, which is 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, to kind of look around the campus, you know, see the meeting teachers and whatnot. And one class was drafting. Dude, the name was Mr. Gimmel. You you familiar with what drafting is? Mm. This is how uh, architects get paid. People that draw buildings, mm-hmm. like they draw the dimensions. They teach you how to do all of this shit. Like they teach you how to draw blueprints per se mm-hmm. to create things for engineers. And we went into class. There wasn't no white people in there. I mean, excuse me, there wasn't no black people in there. But it seemed interesting to me and this other guy named Martino. So we signed up for it. We signed up for it. We was the only two black dudes in there. And some kind of way or another, he found a way to get both of us out of there. Being bad grades and making us just want to just drop the class or bullshit like oh I think they were smoking in the bathroom well where are the cigarettes or the weed well I don't know I just think they were I, we think he had a camera in the bathroom we used to catch people doing shit in the bathroom all the time um, but that being said we tried to take his class I never, I made a 55 in this nigga class and I wasn't the most studious motherfucker but I was smart enough to be able to pass shit without having to do homework mm-hmm. but I say all of that to say Mr. Gimmel wanted to kick me and Martino out of that class, I feel like, because we were black. And at that moment, I didn't really get it, know it, or realize it. But being an architect, how many black architects you know? Like, you don't really see black people going into that field. Yeah. He didn't offer us any assistance. We were failing. It was just like the whole semester we went out, what are you niggas doing in here? But it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. Until I was older and able to realize how much architects make, mm-hmm. seeing how little amount of black people are in the architectural field. And I started putting to I'm like, oh, I even heard a podcast one time talking about why it wasn't any black architects. And it really just started putting together. I'm like, oh, he he didn't want us in this class. He didn't want us to have access to this information. Mm-hmm. He didn't just not like black people or thought that we was whatever it may be or wanted like he didn't want us to be a part of this. He used to be so helpful with the white dudes. And we were taking this as freshmen. So if we had taken it as freshmen, you had the chance to do it all four years. And then you take it all four years, you go into college with the experience mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. two credits of being an architect. So you closer to being in that in your career. But I say all of that to say that was a really thorough, heavy, not heavy handed, but subtle, subtle way of racism to keep us from being tapped into a space where we're not tapped into already. We just took the class. We figured it'd be easy to draw. It was a lot harder than we thought, but we didn't have any assistance to help make it because of the scenario that I made. So that's a, that was one of the biggest ones that sticks out. It's always been in the back of my mind. It's like, damn, that was racist as fuck. 
what, and not what just it, be able to call him out on it. When you figured out that it was, because you said it was after the fact, what what did you start to feel when you figured that out? Oh, slide it, slide it like damn, like a motherfucker looked at me. It's, was gold teeth, little fat motherfucker in high school. I wasn't really unruly or whatnot. Like you try to teach me, I'd be willing to learn. And we wasn't none of none of the people that I hung with, like you always allude to the cool crowd, we still did our thing as far as school though. None of us were dummies. Like we made our grades that we needed to make. So we took pride in not being looked at as dumbasses. However, in this class, like I'm saying, looking back at that and such the low grades that I made, and I'm like, man, like, I, I, I ain't really even have a me thinking at that time, like I didn't have a clue of what was going on. I felt dumb, but now looking back at it, like I said, I felt slighted because I knew the reason that I didn't know what was going on because he didn't want me there and wasn't trying to teach him. Mm. As you start to realize what's happening, more stuff, you'd be like, oh, man, I remember like motherfuckers asking questions and get more attention than me. I remember like just 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 really subtle things happening for him to say, I don't want you guys in. I wish Martino was still alive. The guy that I'm talking about, he passed. Mm. It's in the class with me. Yeah, but he was black. That was a, yeah, it was me and him. We was only two black. He was a twin um, and end up passing after we graduated high school wow well yeah that was was that the dude y'all was, was rapping about on that joint no no that was this guy was that guy on that joint was one of my closest friends like my best friend okay. this guy I just went to school with just went to school with for a while i knew him okay knew so it was a high school friend. In the, yeah yeah he used to hang in the come hang in the hood where we was at and shit he was mm. cool wow yeah, but yeah, um, that, that like I said, it made me feel slighted though, and and usually in those situations with racism, it makes you kind of feel slighted because regardless of what people say, in the moment you always usually surprised. You like I can't believe like, this this motherfucker like that. No, they didn't just like mm-hmm. you always. In my opinion, you got to process mm-hmm. like as a black person. I know. No, 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 no. I gotta yeah. be reading yeah. this wrong. You never think that it's actually yeah. happening when it's yeah. happening. Yeah. One more story and I'll let you get off on yours. I told <laughs> I used to work at Krogan when I was 15, me and Animal Brown. It was this this dude, crazy thing about it, he still works there to this day. My cousin told me when I was in town last week, that was when I was 15 years old. So that was 25 years ago. He had been working there 10 years already. So he's been working at Kroger 35 years now. Crazy. That's crazy. But <laughs> he was walking by. <laughs> nigga name was Albert. It was this old white lady. She had to be like a hundred, nigga. Like I would have been surprised. Nigga had told me she was a hundred and one. That's how old she was. <laughs> he was walking by, and she goes, "Hey, boy, 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 you hear me? Come here, boy." Talking to him, <laughs> telling him to come in. I don't know if the nigga didn't hear or what, but he he kind of kept walking for a minute. Then he stopped and went to go see what she wanted. Helped her out. And I was like, Albert, did you hear what she called you? Like, I'm 15 years old, like going crazy. He's like, I ain't here. It don't really like it wasn't a big deal to him, but I I never forgot that. Just him responding wow. to that and not even caring. And he tried to act like he didn't hear what she said, which he may have not heard her calling him boy. He may have just heard you working at a store all day. He might have just heard her saying, come here or whatever it may be. But I heard her calling him boy several times and him turn around and responding to it. And my mind was blown. Wow. I never forget that. That's crazy. Um, I haven't had that many. 
I'm not going to say if I, ha- I haven't had that many racist experiences because I probably have, but I may have chalked it up as something else, which is what we seldomly do as black people. But I can talk about a specific moment. It wasn't huge, but it was definitely something I never forgot. Uh, I worked at a printing shop, me and my cousin. Um, Shouts out to Tavon if you ever listen. We used to take, we get two 15s and a 30. We took our 15 minute break and we just walk around the whole block. It's just, it's like literally a perfect 13 minutes of a walk. You walk all the way around the block and back and you end up back at the print shop. So this was a break I took on my own. I walked all the way around the block and as I was getting closer back to my job, it was, there was a, uh, a handicap building and, uh, there was this white lady and she was getting ready to get in her car, but her son was coming out of the building. I don't know. He might've been eight, nine, 10. I don't know how old he was, but I was like a far off. She started moving faster. And then like, as I got closer, she started really getting real aggressive with her son. Like, come on, come on. And she started quote unquote. (laughs) That's funny. Range, Rip, gripping, purse. gripping her purse. Yeah, like really. You should have scared. Bitch, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm coming to get you. And so, when I seen, when I started to see her move faster, this is this is unfortunate. We can we can kind of go into another space of it. I started to slow down to give her the opportunity. Yeah. I hate I hated the fact that, but that's self preservation though. Yeah, but it's like that's what we have to I'm, deal with. I'm actually, yeah, it no, it's a part of our journey, but I hated it because it was like I'm actually a nice guy. You should have yelled it out. I'm actually a nice guy. But but would you have yelled that out, bro? I'm just being funny. Yeah, like you know, damn well, you know, like, but I probably would have threw a rocket, that bitch. Definitely, <laughs> you wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm at this point, I'm out of college, so I'm a grown, grown man. But, but like that moment for me was, it was just like, wow, you you're just looking at my skin. You have no, I'm actually a really nice guy. I work with a lot of white people. I am, I'm cool. Like you have nothing to worry about. I I promise you, I ain't gonna steal. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna do anything. But the fact that you seen this dark skinned black person, you were in fear of whatever you thought that I the possibility of what I would do and I I I never left I never stopped thinking about that thought and it's really affected me because it's like us as black men and black people in general we feel we got to scale down our blackness I was just about to ask you that was my next question to, to move it on do you change up around white people your voice Demeanor, yeah. It's it, if if I be, if I were to be real, yeah. There's there's a slight change. I'm not gonna say it's all the way like I'm a whole different person. But what is what is it that you do the most different? What would you say? Um, lean more into their lean more into sarcasm. Yeah. Lean more into white people are just being funny in their world, but to us it's cheesy. Lean more into the cheesy. Um, and that's probably about it. 
I mean, before that, like early, early, I would probably really go hard on the you don't have nothing to fear here. I probably was doing certain things about myself. I can't even remember because I probably compartmentalized it somewhere. But now it's just more so like lean into the cheesy and then the sarcasm. That's what that's their language. So I try to navigate in that language. I don't go overly black because you guys don't understand. But when y'all do present it, oh yes, do I? Oh, I capitalize. You're not as blunt as you usually are. Yeah, black people. Yeah, yeah because white people. They because you know what I found do out. You do, the, do you do the weird talk thing? Do you change your like dialect? You know, some people like a straighten their voice up when they're around white people. Nah, because I'm already naturally like that. I'm already naturally proper. Like when I met my wife's dad. He thought that I was trying to be a certain way you because how I, I talk. because how I spoke, but that I'm like, no, that's that's actually how I talk. Mm. I actually talk, try to enunciate. That's that's my way of. But with like white people, no, no, I, I don't, I don't do that. But did you go to school with white people? I mean, we all went to school. <laughs> they're, no, they're, I mean, like you know, I saw how schools like majority black. Some with high school, majority white, some mixed, some like 70, 30. I, I mean, I, went, I always went to school. There was a lot of black people, but it was never majority. Majority white people. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all, didn't have a, y'all had black majority schools in Indianapolis, though, right? I ain't sure. I can't, I can't be clear. I mean, because I moved to Kentucky when I was 11. I came back to Indy when I was 17. Where'd you go to high school? I went half of high school in Kentucky, half of high school in Indy, Indiana. What part of, what part of Kentucky? Uh, Hopkinsville. That's ah, yeah, they definitely had some. That's that ain't too far from Nashville. Yeah, yeah bro. I, I told Hoptown. you, bro. I lived in Oak Grove, so we was on the borderline of Clarksville. Yeah, so Hoptown, right? Yeah, that's what they called it. Yeah, bro. You, yeah, you know it then, because that's exactly yeah. what they call it, Hoptown. Familiar with that? Yeah, absolutely. So it was some ratchet niggas up in Hopkinsville. Oh, it definitely yeah. was ratchet, dog. Absolutely. I was just trying to figure out was it a black high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah, I, yeah. Because there was a, there was a hop. Hop, hop, I mean Hopkinsville High, I think, and yeah. we went to Christian County. Mm. And so they yeah, were, I heard of Christian County. Yeah, yeah so they yeah, they, they were battle. They, they they were like, yeah, the rivals. Was uh, one of them a black school and one of them a white school? One of them more. I think I think Hop Hoptown or Hopkinsville, like they were the Tigers. Yeah. They were orange and black. That was more black people. Us, we probably had more mixed Christian County. We, it was it still was a lot of black people, but it was like more mixed. Yeah, yeah, uh, I yeah. I say that to say I learned. And how to act around white people is not the word I want to use because it's not that. Yeah. But being more familiar, like my high school was 73rd. And like that's, in that's not bad. Na- no, it's not. In Nashville, Metro, they're like 14 high schools. I want to say maybe four, five of them are predominantly black. Um, and I say that to say one of my home, one of my best friends went to school with me my whole life until junior year in high school mm-hmm. and the reason that I say that and ask you about did you change your accent he, one of his first reports back because he went to the school called Pearl Cone and he came from the school called Overton he was like bro it's like it's like 100% different and he was speaking to what you were talking about it. you know you feel like you gotta act a certain way around white people yeah. you're like bro the teacher's black the football coaches is black the administration everybody is black 
So it's a black experience. You like going and you're able to be black. You're black in classes. You're black when you answer the question. The teacher black when they call on you. Like there's just a thing about you know what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is too like just the black essence versus when you were white people and you feel like you got to be a little bit more buttoned up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he just spoke to just how much of a relief I would say that was going from that school that we went to where it was 70 30 to where it's 100 percent black like all oh, everybody in this motherfucker black and i think that we deal with that as a lot as black time as black people what i would correlate it to is um snowfall two two, two things one like now traveling abroad like the 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 place that i felt the safest the most comfortable when I was traveling abroad and had the most fun with Jamaica. Ain't no white people, bro. Like it's all like the black experience. They may not be us black, but they like Caribbean. Like it you 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 feel it. Like you feel like, okay, I'm around all black people. This this is you just feel different. It's hard to explain until you see it, but anybody that you ask about it can be like, Yep, I know what you're talking about. You did a cruise or a flight? What'd you do? Nah, I stayed over there for like four to five days. We stayed on a resort. We like I, I hired a guy, he drove me around to Jamaica. He took you me to get a haircut. There? I flew to Jamaica okay, flew. Okay. to a resort. And then once I got to the resort, we stayed there for four or five days. I hired a tour guide. Tour guy came and picked us up from the hotel at maybe eight o'clock, stayed with us all day until like nine o'clock at night. He took me to get a haircut in the central square, took my girl to the shopping place, took us That's to the tight. market, rode us through all the little neighborhoods, showed us where people lived at and shit. People knew him. They were coming up to him, talking to him, hey, such and such. And um, he charged you $250 to just stay with you all day. Let That's people know it. not to fuck. Yeah. Not yet. Now people know not to fuck with you because they knew him and they like, yeah. oh, okay, you got some Americans which hey, how you doing, brother? Like, you want to buy this? This does that. Like, it's cool, man. You want some weed? Like, all of that good That's shit. Tight. And um, my brother-in-law just went to uh, Africa. He said they did the same thing. And he said, man, it just felt like a weight was off my shoulders when I was over there and it was just all black people. Like, it's something to speak to when you're in a space where it's just all of us. That's why I moved to Atlanta. Like when I moved, the, when I used to come down here and just be like, God, like you would see black people in cars that you one you maybe never seen before. Or if you did see it, it was a nigga that played basketball or a white person like where I was from. Like you would come down here and it was just like black excellence. Not even saying it lightly. It, has died, it died off a little bit since when I first moved down here. But when I first moved down here, it 100% was a thing. And I say all of that to say, it is a thing people try to act like it's not when you're surrounded by people that are like you that feel like you that look like you that know what your experience is like and that goes to what you were talking about at the beginning with those white people and bringing the dogs in there of yeah. course they feel like that and act like it because everybody fucking around look like them this is the majority of their place the majority they get to do what they want to do when we always speak about white privilege and that's the reason why how hard is it from a psychological standpoint we don't see it as much now because i feel like um the media tries to be a little bit more intentional about police brutality um but how hard was it a few years ago maybe what 2015 let's just throw a number on it when we were seeing people killed gunned down you know our trayvon martins our michael brown and um so many other victims 
even recent, you know, not too long ago, the gentleman that was in his own home and got killed. How how does that affect your psyche, man? All of that stuff was rough. The roughest thing that I've ever seen as a black person, though, that stuck with me the most over all of those, which is saying a lot. And I will never forget this was Katrina. I could not fucking believe. I, I, I probably looked at TV for two days straight, bro. Like my TV was on CNN for two, three days straight. I couldn't believe that they left those people out there like that. The people that you saw on the roofs, the Superdome, motherfuckers walking around, floating in that water. Like I could not believe it. That that right there was the, if I didn't know before then and every moment after then, I realized it, like what we was dealing with and what it was. Like all of that stuff that you're talking about, yeah, it registered, but that had like, it was already burned in my brain from Katrina. Like, Katrina is, I, I see, I remember 9-11, all of those incidents you name, still the craziest shit that I've ever seen on TV playing out live was those black people in that water waving for help, motherfuckers flying right over them, niggas didn't have anywhere to go, trapped. Like, that was the craziest three days that I seen for black people ever for me. That was it for me. Do you remember Katrina? Yeah, I do. Were you of age? Like, were you able to I, tap I in right know what was going young on? Young boy, what was it about? Oh, three, oh, four? I, I don't remember. I, I know I was in college. So it had to be like oh, four, yeah, oh, five. That's why I say like it's that. probably somewhere around there. I, I was 14, 15. Um, right, that, that was the craziest shit it, still to me to this day. Yeah, it, it, to this it, it, day. It, it didn't resonate until later because I wasn't, obviously, I'm a teenager. I'm just watching what I want reality yeah, shows or something out, like you know that shit I mean? had happened when MTV, I was 17 you know what I mean like yeah, if that had happened when I was 17 I probably wouldn't even remember you're right yeah but like like later on when I when I started seeing those images and start seeing like the hurricane season movie and you start seeing like I'm like dang that's crazy yeah. it's like we really are out here on our own I want to speak to something we'll, we'll we'll keep it moving here but um if there's white people that ever listen black people but specifically, white people for our, our, our white audience, or or or, or um, Spanish, or our Asian, or our uh, Greek, or whoever that you may be that you are not black, you guys do not understand the level it takes to just get up and go to work. It's so underestimated to understand, especially as black men. There's a target on your back. I was talking to my mother-in-law recently and when i was speaking to her she was just like she was just in awe in everything i was saying she was in awe at the fact of the type of man that i am she had a, a different interpretation versus what i told her heard that feel good when somebody talking to you know like, oh damn and she was like in every everything i was saying was like boom 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 but i was telling her about our podcast and i was telling her like black men having a safe space to speak because Rest in peace in the words of Kevin Samuel Black men are expected to do everything And ask for nothing Our our women want us to do whatever Our children do whatever We go to work do whatever We go to store do whatever We get in traffic do whatever But when we ask for something Then it's like the audacity of this nigga Bro To want a promotion Bro Want some head Oh I got Peace and quiet 
bro. The audacity of to have nigga. a moment to yourself. The audacity of this no. nigga telling me not to talk to him right now, bro. It's crazy. It's so crazy, and it's like we y'all want to program us like we're robots. Well, people always want to give black men that vibe of you're lucky to be here. So calm down and relax. That's that, and that to our previous and earlier conversation about my problem with authority. That's what it roots in. Motherfuckers trying to act like I'm lucky to be somewhere when you lucky to have me here, nigga. So what? What is your thought when you say when somebody say, "Oh, you, you're lucky to be here"? What's your rebuttal? You lucky to have me here, motherfucker, boy. And watch the work. Yeah. Watch the work that I do and how I feel. Like that's the thing for me. Like when you. It ain't no motherfucker being like, oh, let me see what you can do. It's the motherfucker like, ah, you know, I ain't impressed. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was mid. That was have, just but, okay. But have you finessed somebody for real? Because because here's what I've been. I don't looking. like that word. I hate that word. I don't like that. I don't okay. like because I, 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 I haven't. I, if I have, I, I wasn't trying to. Okay. I, I'm really big on transparency, big on mm-hmm. being upfront. I don't like finesse. Okay. Well, let me speak to finesse. Okay. Cause I'm 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 on that same lane, but here's what I realize: I don't look at finesse so much like I gave you one thing, and I was the complete opposite. That's most time what what we generalize finesse when it comes to this. But here's how I look at finesse: at least how I finesse. I'm going to tap into your market. I'm going to study your market. I'm going to study your audience. I'm going to study your content. I'm going to study your ways. I'm going to study what entertains y'all. And then when I do that and I capitalize and I kill it, and then you find out I'm black and I'm going to move, I'm going to bring the audience this way. That's finesse to me. That's what I'm, that's the space I'm in. That's that spoof by the door. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Heard that book? Yeah. 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 There's a movie with it. That's a book in a movie. That's Nipsey whole thing. Yeah, said that was, yeah, exactly. Shot man, Nip man. Come on. You know we can have a whole different So That's what I look at as finesse I feel like it's necessary for us as black people That's A part of And we'll get to a close here but That's a part of good earners For me I'm thinking on another scale I'm trying to tap into That market because the realization Is there's more White people than black people in this country White people are more supportive than black people And white people Appreciate intelligence And genius More than black people do Nah I don't know I, I let you get off with the first one nah, what, 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 Wait 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 So you say they don't You say black people appreciate intelligence Yes Not not on the same, not on the same scale I've seen white people interview black artists And realize like oh Oh they get it they're, they actually are giving the the praise that is deserved for actual skills that are applied for this musician, this actor. Yeah, but I don't exclude black people from that. No, I don't. I'm not excluding. I'm just saying more because it's more of them. To your first point, it's more of them. I, I, I don't. I don't. So but you, I don't think. I don't. You're going to see more of them doing that. Like but there's more sample sizes of them because there are more of them. Yeah. However, when we're talking about those points that you're making i feel like that black people have the same capabilities just don't have as many of us doing it. not that we're not capable of it not that it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen as frequently because there's less of us that makes sense it makes sense but i still don't agree though because i think that 
So give Black. me an example. Give me an example of somebody that you're talking about. Okay. So let's go with Zane Lowe. Okay. Zane Lowe, I'm not gonna say he's a great interviewer. He's very mainstream. You know what I mean? He's with Apple. But I feel like with the reach or with the audience that he has, he comes off like he has a a certain appreciation for a creative process more than a big boy. We love big boy. Big boy say, hey, how did you come up with this? How did you do that? But we're going to generalize it. A white person... I don't I, I'm and I'm not going to even give them credit to say, hey, they processed all of the elements of how much it took for a black person to overcome all these things to, to be great. I'm not going to give them credit in that space, but I will say just understanding that, OK, you're different from what I'm familiar with and you came up with this product. How did you do that? So I, I feel like, yeah, it is more of them, but I do feel like the appreciation is a little bit different. I've seen Kanye apologists just from a creative standpoint, more white people than black people. And and it just we well, just he offended talk- us. That's why. Well, yeah, people but I'm just I'm that, but but let's take out the politics just the music from a musical okay. standpoint. Just well, from let a, me speak to your big boy point. Yeah. The reason, in my opinion, that you would have that, there are more opportunities for a white man to be big boy. So you're gonna see that spread out. Less opportunities for a white man to be saying low, which is why he has his lane. Big boy has to be the status quo. Because not only is there less opportunity for me because I'm black, I have to do and stick to what the industry says I need to in order to, like what we were just talking about, keep my place here. I can't go all off like Zane Low. I may want to. That may be my desire. I want to do that because I'm just as interested in this as a Zane Lowe is but guess what I don't have the freedom that he has because it's another nigga right here willing to take my spot and it's a thousand white men that do what I do so Zane Lowe ain't got to do that he got the freedom as a white man to be able to I can do my my interview any way I want to I can do this I can ask these weird questions okay it's cool because you got all these mainstream white boys that ain't coming over in his lane they've let him have that then you got big boy who I want to maintain my lane so I got to do what these mainstream white boys doing to make sure that people are listening to me and I'm getting my numbers. Meanwhile, we get these offsets like Zane Loader like, oh, I can do that one because I'm a white boy that's not traditional. So I think that there's more of them. I think that they just have the opportunity to do it. If I'm Sway, if I'm Big Boy, if I'm Charlemagne, if I'm Envy, I don't get two, three, four, five years to make my numbers. They want my numbers every year. So I got to do what they say is going to be successful versus me trying new stuff, being more creative, being more interested. Because sometimes they come with, as we know, that's just a slow grind to when you're not doing stuff the mainstream way. Like if you and I came here every week and we talked about hot topics, oh, what's Cardi B doing? Did you see what happened in such and such? Of course, more people would be listening to this podcast, but we would be just like the other niggas that were doing it. So. Is that not necessary? Which one? Being fitting, you talk about the the zeitgeist. So, like, if if you are <coughs> if you are <coughs> excuse me talking about the Cardi B or the main topics of the week, is that not necessary? If will, will you yeah. would it's you play ball if you needed to? It's necessary because you and I have interesting perspectives. 
That's what we're building our brand around, having an interesting perspective. Big Boy, because of the industry and the lane that he's chosen, he doesn't have the opportunity to provide you with the interesting perspective that Zane Lowe does. Zane Lowe can do that because I'm a white boy and I do it. If you're big boy and you do it, oh, man, you're not fitting the status quo. We don't got no spot for you at the big dog radio station because all of these white boys do it and they make this money from it and they successful doing it. So you need to do it this way. Okay. Goes back to that point of what we're saying about black men. Like, nigga, you ought to be happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Don't try no crazy shit. Don't try no funny shit. Don't try no Zane low shit. Mm-hmm. You ought to be happy to be here. Do you come into every situation unapologetically black or do you go into situations under because you spoke about on another podcast we talked about denouncing your blackness mm-hmm. but you are black I don't feel I'm, like black is something you could pick up and put down I don't feel like that at all like I'm black my nuances are black yeah, I pick up rhythm unapologetically too okay, like yeah me, so the older you get, the more unapologetic I get about like just my black. Okay, but but so you you but you spoke about you you had an issue with Idris Elba, right? Is that because he's dropped? But is that because he's British? Black? But is that because he's British? Okay, all right. So we'll, you we don't have the same perspective as me. Okay, so we we can leave that there then. Okay, that's I I I totally get you now because of that. Um. But yeah, I'm always going to be unapologetic. But, but do you feel like detri- you have to... To my to detriment s- or to my credit. But do you it feel like you have to... It's because it's more important. But, but, but what's more important? What's more important? I have to stop and say, hey, I'm a black man. I, this is, I have a black experience. Or is it more important to just represent yourself? You don't have to say I'm these things. Yeah, you I don't have think. to say it. I'm not going to go out of way out of my way to prove it either i'm just gonna be okay that's, that's what i was but that was what i was saying spike when we talked about idris right that's that's what i that was my whole argument was him saying like don't address me as a black actor just dress me as an actor because y'all don't do that with white actors right that was my whole point so now you're saying individually though i i think that to your point the Idris situation doesn't speak to him individually, even though he's trying to make it that. He's trying to say, oh, well, I'm not a black actor. I'm not the, like, bro, you're one of the most successful black actors. So if you tell me you're not a black actor, then what does that mean for all the rest of the black actors who are getting roles, opportunities from being a black actor? You're telling me that doesn't matter now. No, he's saying you're telling me is, I'm, I want it off my chops of being an actor. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but being unapologetically black, in my opinion, means yeah, I'm a black actor. I'm an actor too. If that's what you want to call it, okay. that's for y'all. But for okay. me, I'm a black actor. Okay. I think that, that most importantly about being unapologetically black is that you're not doing it for other black people. You're not doing it for white people. I'm me. I am this. This is an authentic experience that you are getting from me because I've went through this world as a black man. It's entered and it's coming out as this. You like it? Cool. If you don't fuck me. Sorry. And when you get enough money to be able to carry yourself like that around everybody, you fucking make. Okay. Last question here. Okay. Um, 
what advice we're not the experts here so whoever is first time listeners the people that have been listening we're not the experts we figuring this out in real time so understand that like we're not experts at conversation that's it that's it the solutions the problems all of that stuff we just hashing them out to each his own Lou like being a black man mm-hmm. understanding that majority of of this where we live in the United States of America what what advice would you give black men to say I need to figure out how to navigate in a society that's majority white majority Caucasian majority European American because they don't classify that way but that's what it is what advice would you say to say hey look bro that hood that that hood stuff that ghetto stuff like bro you trying to get in a space you want to be successful this is what you need to do this is how you need to navigate what what advice from your personal experience would you give to a black man black woman or those that are minorities good question um keep the hood and ghetto shit keep it don't throw it away because people are offended by it don't care that people are afraid of what I've seen from people who are successful and who haven't had to sway away from their personalities their blackness their hoodness as you say is I know my shit I got the information for whatever it is that I'm trying to do I know how to do it I know how to speak to it I know how to talk about it I know how to sell it I know how to whatever it I know how to apply it Whatever I am an expert in, in my field, when somebody come ask me about that, or he's not even in my field, we get in this place, we feel like as black people, where we only have to know about our little bubble, which makes us kind of stand off. If motherfucker come talking to you about something that you don't know about, like, what is you talk? What kind of shit you on? Yeah. Having knowledge of this particular industry, a particular thing, particular approaches, Having that knowledge and being able to talk to stuff eloquently, efficiently, people know that you ain't bullshitting when you talk. You can be as hood, you can use all the goddamn ebonics and slang that you want and cut your words, have, but if motherfucker understands you enough to know you know what you're talking about, they're going to give you respect. I like when people, and you and I were talking about this before we hit record. Go 10 toes down in what it is that you're passionate about, what it is that you love, what it is that you can talk about, because you're always going to find a community of those people and be great at that. You ain't got to worry about changing yourself. You ain't got to worry about how your talk or dialect is. I know my shit. Nobody can deny a nigga that know his shit. I like it. <laughs> I really like got? that. You know, there's that, that classic phrase you want to you know, I, I I don't even remember the wording, but like, if you want to keep black people down, put it in a book or something like that. Yeah. You know, if you want to, uh, so it's something along those lines. Like, black people don't read. That's the connotation of it. But uh, my my personal advice is, uh, I hear what Spike saying. You want to hide it from black people? Put it in a book. Put it in a book. There it is. I hear what Spike saying as far as keep the ghetto, keep the hood. But what I would say is like, look, this is my person. This is just my personal, just like Spike. Study their game. Watch their shows. <laughs> look at their look at their culture. Look at their their clothing. Like study the game of them. Infiltrate. C- 
create relationships, create independence. And from that point, when you have created independence, bring your people up. That is where I'm at today. I am infiltrating main. Yes. You ask me if I'm mainstream. Absolutely mainstream. You ask me if I'm pop. I'm absolutely pop because I know what my end goal is. Infiltrate. Ain't nothing. And people be like, oh, I'm, I'm still in the hood. I'm still this. Nah, be mainstream. Yeah, I am mainstream. You're absolutely right. Because I know what I'm trying to do. In, in their eyes, I'm mainstream. But in my community, oh, yeah, just hold on. I got you. So my advice would be study them. They ain't not going to study us. Don't expect them to understand the nuances of black people. Don't expect them to understand the layers of black people. Don't expect them to understand the complexities of black people. They don't because they don't have to. They're on top. Look at the scoreboard. They're on top, bro. They don't need to. Y'all, in their eyes, we're under them. So they don't have to study us. But if they're above us in this society, in a capitalistic way, study. Pick up everything, the sarcasms, pick up the jokes, pick up the shows, pick up the culture, pick up everything. And when your time comes, trust me, you'll be able to finesse the system. Spook at the door. Spoof. Thought That's my advice. You said spoof. I thought it was spoof by the door. Spook. No, spook. Spook. By the door. spook. Okay. Yeah, spook. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, as we wrap, you know what we do? We do uh, our homework assignment. It's been quite a grip here. So we, we got to do a yo. We got to do a homework reset. Like, I forgot what it even was. What was Oh, the my God. This guy. What was the homework? <laughs> Uh, well, let me speak case. to it first, then, because I don't know whether you did or didn't, but uh, you had a lot going on, so we can excuse it. But uh, we gave each other two homework assignments, so we could pick one or the other. So, Spike, you gave me the Drug Wars podcast, or you gave me Max Son of the City uh, album. Which one did you check? Out? I listened to Mac. Um, I thought it, I thought it was cool. I think um, sound a little dated. It sounds a little dated. It sounds like he really made the best effort to. Uh, I missed thirty years of my life ago. You know what yeah, I was trying like, to do for what he was trying. Like I mean, he had some bars. Like I'm not gonna front. I like where he's at as a man. Like I really like that. Like I was like, like you said, contemporary rap. I like where he was at. I think that uh, by the second or third album, mixtape, whatever joint project he put out. He gonna be straight. He gonna get kind of get the whole thing, but I think it was a great effort for a first try. Um, That's respectable. Yeah. I'm gonna check out that Survive and Watch 2K podcast. I don't see myself listening to that verse as I ain't gonna always. It was like six songs. It's like something. But it was on. It was on YouTube. It wasn't on. Uh, I looked yeah, for I it. That's got, what I gotta happened. You I couldn't file. find it on my stream. Sir. If I send you a zip file, what you yeah. mean? Yeah, if I can figure out how to open it, I don't. Through okay. all that technology shit. All right, all right. Uh, but That's I listen to that Surviving Y2K podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't find the verse sentence. I do remember that now. That yeah, okay. That. Yeah, I remember that was a thing, and I and I got the tape, but um, yeah, what? I got the tape, like the mixed tape. This guy, you really the same thing. The same thing. Millennials asking, nah, it's young, like tape. They don't know what that is. Yes, got think Young people don't even know about a physical copy of music. They just know, oh, I can go to my phone download. I don't know about going by. They say we're born in the 1900s. I brought that up on here before. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, One that we were born in the 1900s. Two that somebody born in 2000 is now 23 years old. 
shit. That's crazy. Y'all remember 2000. I do too. That's why you got to listen to that Y2K, bro. <laughs> um, I don't have a homework assignment this week. Um, I figured since we're coming back, getting into the saddle, we'll let it marinate. Uh, I may check out the drug wars. You know, I'm not really big on us in that space, but I understand the necessity of it. But I'm getting to a space where I'm trying to uplift us. And it's yeah. So but I will check it out. I think I'll just go for that. And um, yeah. You already know you can check out the surviving uh Y2K. Any plugs you want to give before we get out of here, Spike? Um, I check out the podcast. No homework for me this week either. Uh check me out on all the places that we're doing great content. That's the Dead End Sports Podcast that comes out on Tuesday, audio release on Friday. Tune in live with us on Tuesdays. Um, kind of slowed down on Snow School. I did the first episode, but have been way too busy to catch back up. However, I do review it each week with the frames per second cast. I hosted the last two weeks, sit on the panel this week. My guy, Nikki Ducey, was uh, back in the hosting panel. People calling for me to host it, so I'm not sure. Y'all keep an eye out for Snow School. See if that's something I want to resume. Maybe I'll do a couple of episodes that I think stand out. Otherwise, it'll be on the frames per second podcast. And of course, the On Deck TV podcast and the Good Earners podcast. Yes, sir. Well, he said it there. Um, Good stuff, Snow School, and I did enjoy. It. I think you did one and two. You like it? I yeah. did one and two. I, I, I liked it. I really did like it. And I, I was about to have a gripe, but then I went over and listened to uh, full. Uh, I'm about to say full sport press frames per second. I was like, oh, okay, y'all covered what I was about to have a gripe for. So, which one it was, was it about? Uh, I can't even remember now, but it was some a detail that y'all left out. That I was like, dang, I ain't gonna even talk about this. But it was something over was the, the uh, conversation with I, 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 we, I think we, with, with Jerome or something like that. Jerome and uh, Franklin. Yeah, yeah I noticed that when I got done. I like, oh shit! But we talked so extensively about it, like you said on Franklin yeah. for a second, so it was that, and that's why I held off on it. Like it was difficult trying to remember what to hit on what, and then somebody would listen to one and be like, "Y'all didn't talk about this," and uh, it's just it's a lot. I'm trying to figure out as a creator. Yeah, it's, it's very so. hard to double back on the same thing again. Yeah, like I, I don't imagine, but like you said. I can check out Good Earners um, uh, reviewing the Sopranos. We're still live. We just put out a hit as a hit. Go check that out, man. Black Excellence. Season there. one almost over. Almost over, man. We got three episodes left. Uh, and then also, if you haven't already, go check out my other podcast. I got a gentleman. Uh, shouts out to him, man. He's been reaching out. Me and him been texting. He's about to start him an audio uh, drama podcast. He's inspired by mine. Uh, gave me credit and everything but y'all can go check out roll the audio drama series uh, if you haven't already man this is another week in the books awitb 2022 at gmail.com we are out <laughs>